You are now listening to The Row Pod, a Real Housewives recap. Hello everyone, it's Nick here and welcome back to The Row Pod, a Real Housewives recap. Now, you're not losing your mind, you're not going crazy, it's not Friday, normally I post an episode on Friday, but it is not Friday. There's a couple of reasons why you are getting an early episode. The first reason is, by the time that I post this episode, I will be out of town. So I won't be able to watch and recap Beverly Hills and Dubai this week because I will be on vacation. And I know what you're thinking. Um, it's the third episode. You're already going on vacation. Uh, when you get invited, you go, okay? So I'm going. Please, you know, keep your tomatoes in your pocket. I will be back next Friday to give a full recap on Beverly Hills, Atlanta, Dubai. Give my progress report for Dubai. I'm excited to do that. So yeah, that's the first reason. The second reason is I kind of feel like Atlanta really deserves its own episode. Mainly because after 14 years, we have finally gotten to see what She by Sheree really is. The She by Sheree fashion show happened on Sunday night and I will be recapping and reviewing the looks and the controversy that's surrounding the looks. And I felt like after waiting all these years, it kind of deserved its own episode. So that's why I've decided to make this episode and put it out early. So yeah, let's get started. We get scenes of Marlo with her mother. Her mother has come to visit her. And they seem to not have always had the best relationship. And from what I gathered from this conversation, Marlo's mother initially had custody over her nephews. And apparently that was a very unhealthy, unstable environment for those kids to be around. She's made it clear that, you know, she has abused drugs in the past and... And Marlo recounts that one of the kids, I think it was Michael, calling Marlo and saying, hey, can you pick us up? Which is very sad, very devastating. No child, I mean, those children have already been through enough with their mother being in jail and now their grandmother not being in the right state of mind and they don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn. And that, that has to be hard on those children. I, I, I can only imagine. So Marlo picks up her mother and... Her mother says that she accidentally threw out the dentures that uh, Marlo gave her. And I was reading the recap on Vulture and they made a joke. They were like, well, she may be toothless, but she's not homeless. <laughs> I'm not even Atlanta related. Beverly Hills, Dorit, I'm going to drag that name every single time it is brought up in conversation. It is a stupid name. We're not saying it's a stupid organization. We're saying it's a stupid name. But that's neither here nor there. So they go to the Lee Archive. And Candy is there and she gets to meet Marlo's mother. And before Candy arrived, Marlo and her mother kind of had a, a little argument about her mother's behavior in the past. And I don't like seeing moments like this. You know, this kind of drama isn't necessarily I mean it's not comfortable to watch however I think it did give me more insight into maybe why Marlo acts the way that she does and why 
she behaves the way that she does. So in a way, I'm kind of glad that we got these uncomfortable scenes between her and her mother. And they seem to want to work on their relationship. Like, I didn't get that they just didn't want to talk to each other and they, you know, there's no hope that they just feel like, okay, why are we even having this conversation? Why are we even getting together and, you know, trying to work on our relationship? I feel like they want a relationship with each other and, you know, they just have to get through those tough roadblocks. But um, I, again, I'm kind of glad that there are scenes like this because... You know, as much as Marlo has been on this show, we really don't know much about her. And this gave us a lot more insight into who she is. So I can respect that. You know, all the, I, as you may have already figured out, I'm not the biggest fan of Marlo. No one should ever have to go through, you know, their parents not being in the right state of mind and, you know, not being the parent, not being the mother that they should be to their children. Nobody deserves that. Absolutely no one. Now with Sonia, you may have remembered a few episodes ago, her and Ross were kind of getting into it about having another kid. And Sonia was like, hey, I'm not ready to have another kid. And Ross was like, um, why not? And I thought, oh, here we go. Another Dewey from Salt Lake City. You know, Jenny's husband. Soon, you know, Ross will be like, oh, well, we can do a sister wives thing. Oh. One of the main reasons why I'm so glad Dewey is not on the show anymore. But, you know, let me not even get into that because that's Salt Lake City and that's Jenny and uh, we don't care about her. We don't care about him. Anyways, so Sonia decides to take out her IUD and apparently they had more conversations to the point where Ross was understanding and being like, hey, you know, I understand that you're not ready to carry another child. I understand that you're not ready to have another baby. And apparently that inspired Sonia to be like, you know what? I'm so glad Ross is such a good man that he's able to like get get through his skull that I'm not ready to have a kid that you know what? It kind of turns me on and now I kind of do want a kid. And by the end of the episode, we find out that they are indeed trying to have a third kid. So good luck to Sonia. Good luck to Ross. We get a scene with Ross that um he's hanging out with Marlo's nephews. And I think that I, I liked that scene. I thought it was a really good scene because when it comes to Marlo's nephews, I've noticed that there's not a lot of men in their life. You know, they're always surrounded by women and that has to be hard being two boys. And, you know, let's say if they need advice from somebody, you know, the last person that they want to go to is a woman, you know, especially if the problem has to do with being a male. You know, how do you express that to a woman? You know, how do you express that to, you know, even to your family, to your close family and friends? You know, they they won't fully understand because they are not, they're not boys. They're not men, you know. And I liked that scene and I thought it was really nice of Ross. And I wasn't sure about Ross, but I like him. I think he's a great husband. I think he's a great husband. I think he's a great man. No complaints. Joey Gorga, maybe take lessons from Ross. Just saying. Candy wraps up her storyline about her will, I guess, and her trust. And if something were to happen to her, you know, where would her money go? And where would, you know, how would Todd be? How would her children be? There was that storyline, which I forgot that they were even talking about that. Like that was like at the beginning of the season. And I guess they brought it up again now because it's the finale and it's like, okay, okay, Candy, we have to wrap this up. We have to wrap up your storyline. 
And so um, Mama Joyce comes in and says, well, you know, I think Don Juan should be in charge of your trust. And I think that I should also be in charge of your trust. And um, if you've watched the show and if you've watched Atlanta, which I'm assuming that you have, you're not shocked that Mama Joyce would say something like this because this is something Mama Joyce would say exactly. You know, because she's thinking, well, what if Todd marries someone else? And Candy was like, you know, Todd can be with anyone else as long as he doesn't get married because what she doesn't want to happen is Todd gets married and now his new wife benefits from all the hard work and all the money that she's earned, which I can get that. I, I can get that. Whether you would do the same thing or not, that's another thing. But I, I think that's fair. But I think it's funny that, you know, Mama Joyce is like, I should also be in charge of it as well. You know, and that's not, and I'm not age shaming. I'm just stating the facts. Mama Joyce is a woman of a particular age. And maybe we should find someone younger along with Don Juan to, you know, be in charge of Candy's trust. Again, that's not me being ageist. That's not me being, you know, age shaming. I'm just saying, you know, I, I'm just saying what we're all thinking. I don't think it's bad. Besides, who wants to, who wants to be at that age worrying about finances? I mean, we've had to worry about finances all our lives and now I have to worry about all this. I mean, who wants to worry about that? Especially at that age. I, I sure wouldn't. So we wrap up that storyline, which again, I forgot that even was a storyline. And, you know, the thing about Candy is as much as I'm not a fan of Marlo, Marlo did make Candy work for a peach this season. She did. Candy actually had to clock in and do some work this season. And I'm glad that she did. I will. I don't give Marlo much, but I will give Marlo that. Kenya is now tying up her storyline, which part of her storyline this season was trying to get her products, Kenya, more hair care. Anytime I say the name of her brand, I say it like that when I'm talking in like a casual conversation, Kenya, more hair care. Boom, boom, boom. But you know, the marching band, please, iconic. Anyways, throughout the season, she talked about having struggles with actually having the physical product and the shipping complications and all of that and now fast forward to this episode and CVS has picked up Kenya Moore hair care and it's now being sold and I think she said 5,000 CVS stores which is huge it, that's amazing and so Kenya goes to a local CVS and she has her own section with her hair care products and Candy is there to support her as well as Sonia, which I didn't expect that. And Drew with her boot. And I didn't notice this, but when I was scrolling through Twitter, someone pointed out that Brandon was there. Uh, Brandon has been Kenya's friend for a very long time. And I was always wondering if she was still friends with Brandon because I've recently been re-watching season six. I'm now on season seven of Atlanta. But I recently rewatched season six and I remember her and Brandon would always have their little songs that it was like, you know, Braxton Family Values whenever they would just come up with a song like automatically. Like I'm twerking on the piano. I'm twerking on the, you know, I'm twerking in the closet. Like, please. And I was like, I hope that they're still friends. And the fact that he was there, that made me so happy. I'm so glad that they're still friends. And I'm glad that Candy, Drew and Sonia was there to support her. I know that's a very big deal to her and and yeah, I'm happy for Kenya. I think um 
as well as CVS, they also sell Kenya Moore hair care at Sally's, I believe. So she's everywhere, darling, okay? She is everywhere, darling. Now, the rest of this recap and the rest of this episode will really be all about Sheree because this was, for all intents and purposes, this season finale was her episode. This episode was all about She by Sheree. It was all about the fashion show, all about the drama, the chaos that came with it, whether she'll have all the pieces, you know, whether she will have the right models. Apollo is there. Lyrone, excuse me, I mean Tyrone shows up. A whole mess. A whole mess. Okay. So let's start from the beginning. Near the beginning of the episode, Sheree reveals that she only has five of her pieces shipped to Atlanta for the fashion show. Five pieces out of, I think it was, what, 24 or 27? Somewhere around that number. Five pieces. Okay, so we're off to a bad start, which we've been off to a bad start for 14 years, but that's neither here nor there. So Sheree arrives to the venue where they're having this fashion show and Rawin, her assistant, she has this down. The venue looks really good. The runway looks nice. The, you know, the place that they're having this fashion show, it looks really nice. The logo looks good. Rawin did her thing. Rawin did an amazing job. So Sheree is there and she meets up with all the models. And all of a sudden, guess who pulls up out of nowhere? Literally out of nowhere. Tyrone. Now, I think I want to say that this is the first time Tyrone has been on camera. And I would just like to know, was Sheree still in contact with Tyrone? Because why, why all of a sudden would he just show up? I have a feeling that Sheree was still talking to Tyrone because I guess she still wanted something to happen even though he stood her up like that in Philadelphia. I don't know why you would still want to be with a man like that who clearly doesn't care for you and clearly could care less if you were waiting for him and waited to the very last minute to say, oh, well, actually, I can't go. Or did he didn't even call her. The producer told Sheree, oh, yeah, he can't come. Tyrone couldn't even have the, you know... The gall to, you know, call Sheree and be like, hey, yeah, I can't show up. A producer had to tell Sheree. And I would think by then, she would be over Tyrone. Like, who cares? And she seems to be over him. And she seems to be genuinely shocked that Tyrone shows up to this venue. And what I found so interesting, though, is, you know, Sheree's daughter was there, right? And Sheree's daughter was shocked and like looked at one of the producers and was like, who's he? And then the producer says, oh, it's Tyrone. And then her mouth drops. I find it so weird. How does Sheree's daughter not know what Tyrone looks like? Because at this point, you know, he's obviously he's there. So we know that he's out of prison. But even if he was in prison... You know, they, you can still, I mean, you can still take pictures in prison. I mean, obviously the prisoners themselves can't take pictures, but you know, there's a way, you know, it's not like he's never taken a picture before. It's not like, you know, even if it is his mugshot, you mean to tell me that Sheree's daughter didn't even know what Tyrone looked like? Isn't that weird? Like, isn't that, I don't know if that was just for the show. I would like to think that it wasn't for the show because she seemed genuinely shocked and was like, he's short. That was funny. 
But I find it so weird that she didn't even know what Tyrone looked like. That's so weird to me. So Tyrone is there starting up his mess, you know, and Sheree is like, um, why are you here? She's confused. She's like, why are you here? And, you know, the conversation goes along with, you know, Sheree's like, oh, well, I think you owe me an apology. And Tyrone is like, oh, I think we both owe each other an apology. What? What? What does Sheree owe you an apology for? When you're the one that's been dragging her along with this relationship that you probably knew at the beginning was not going to last. Sir, I think you're the problem. And, and remove the think. You are the problem. Lyrone, you're the problem. And then apparently, you know, he doesn't think that he needs to apologize, which is crazy. So he storms off. He leaves. And it's like, bye. And I think Sheree's like, okay, bye. Exactly, Sheree. Stop worrying about that man who will never... The sidekick off of Beverly Hills. He will never satisfy you. Emotionally satisfy you. Or something like that. You know, remember that season one sidekick that was talking to Kyle and be like, Mauricio will never fully satisfy you. Or something like that. And it's the truth. Sheree, it is the truth. You will never be fully satisfied with Tyrone. Because if, if he's out of jail, and I get it, you know, he, he is following his parole. And I think that's great that he's following his parole. Because, you know, surely he doesn't want to get in trouble again. I can respect that. But you can at least tell Sheree that you're not showing up instead of letting her find out from a producer. That's kind of messed up, don't you think? By the way, this is all happening the day before the fashion show. The day before the fashion show where she only has five pieces and like 500 models. She has the models now, but she doesn't have the pieces. And it's like, really? And throughout the episode, they keep playing, you know, fashion show with no fashions. Fashion show with no fashions. You know that soundbite with Dwight? And it was funny the first few times, but then they kept repeating it. And I'm like, okay, I get it. It's like, okay, now, like, now you're killing the joke. Now it's not funny. Now it's like, okay, I get it. Can you please turn it off? Fashion show with no fashions. Fashion show with no fashions. How dreadful. You know, we get it. I get it. I, I, I get it. I get it. We get each. We see each other. Like, we don't have to continue with this soundbite. The editors were, you, I know the editors were sitting in the room like, we did that. We just did that. And it's like, okay. Drink every time you hear that sound bite when watching that episode. And you will be, I bet you will be so buzzed and so hammered. Do people still even say buzzed and hammered? I don't know. I don't drink. I, I'm, I'm not a drinker. I'm not shaming anyone who drinks. I don't drink. Anyways, Apollo is there. He is one of the models. So that's exciting. He gets another confessional. Again, don't know why he gets a confessional, but sure. Okay, so that ends that. Now it is the next day. Now it is the day of the She by Sheree fashion show. Everyone is there. Well, not everyone, you know. Let's, you know. Let me scale it back. It's not everyone, but there's a lot of people that are there. We see Deshaun Snow, who is an OG. She was on the very first season of Atlanta. And I expected to see more of her. Like, we only saw her on the red carpet and then that was it. I was like, really? I mean, I know she was boring her first season. I know, you know, I know she was boring, but I mean, we could have given her some airtime. I mean, she was an OG for crying out loud. She may have not been the best OG out there, but she was still an OG. She is a part of the success of this show. 
Now, of course, I'm not saying give her her peach back because, you know, no. But we could, I mean, we could have at least seen, seen them reunite. But anyways, Deshaun's there. It was nice to see her. Dwight shows up. Dwight and his nose. Every time I see Dwight, I think of Nene's comments about his nose. Who wouldn't want to breathe? Please. Iconic. Legendary. I wish Nene was there. I do. I do wish Nene was there at the fashion show. Oh, when they were playing that um, clip, you know, fashion show with no fashions. And, you know, they couldn't show Nene's face because that's who Dwight was talking to. If I, if I remember that correctly, he was saying that to Nene. And the fact that, you know, they couldn't even show her face. It's like, oh, in a perfect world, she would still be on the show. But, you know, nothing's perfect. So it is what it is. But I wish she would have been there at the show. Peter Thomas is there. You know, Cynthia's ex-husband. You know, Patricia is there with his fly down in his solo cup, his red solo cup. Okay. Don't know why he was there, but that's neither here nor there. So now we get to Tyrone arriving to the actual fashion show. And he goes backstage to see Sheree. And Sheree's mother, Thelma, is there. By the way, sidebar, Thelma is beautiful, gorgeous, stunning. She is so beautiful, you guys. Thelma, Sheree's mom is so beautiful. But, um, and again, back to, you know, talking about Sheree's daughter. When Tyrone walks into the room, Sheree's mother, Thelma, she's like, who is this? And then Sheree was like, this is Tyrone. And then Thelma was still confused. And then Sheree was like, you know, Prison Bay? And Thelma was like, oh, Please don't tell me, Sheree, that you just referred to him as Prison Bay. Like, you never used his real name. And again, I find it weird. You mean to tell me that your own mother doesn't know what Tyrone looks like? You don't have a picture of Tyrone that you can show people like, Oh, this is who I'm dating. This is who I'm seeing. You don't have a picture? I find it. That's so weird. It's so Weird. I don't know if that's just me. Even if it's if, even if it was a mugshot, and clearly, you know, obviously a mugshot's not flattering, but it's still a picture. You mean to tell me that Thelma has never seen Tyrone before? Again, I don't know if that was just for the show, but it, I just find that to, I just find that to be extremely weird. So Lyrone shows up with his Publix flowers, and Sheree thanks him, and Tyrone also brings Thelma some flowers. So I thought that was pretty nice. He didn't have to do that. And then he leaves, I guess, to go down where everyone's sitting for the fashion show. Now, the fashion show is already 14 years late. And you mean to tell me that the fashion show that night was also two hours late? And, you know, you see Dwight looking at the camera like, I'm ready to go. Why did it take two hours? What were you doing in those two hours, Sheree? So anyways, after two long, excruciating hours, the She by Sheree fashion show now begins. And they all start walking out on the runway, the models do, and everyone's loving the pieces. Everyone's really digging the pieces. They love it. They love the joggers. They love the, um, the outfits that are being presented. Um, my favorite part is when there was a man walking down the runway with like, I think it's like a beige, like sweatpants and a hoodie. And Kenya stood up and was like, ooh, yeah. You know, Kenya thought he was so handsome. And she stood up and like looked at him. I thought that was so hilarious. 
Sidebar, I really loved Kenya this season. You know, I used to really not be a fan of Kenya, but I, I love Kenya now. I think she might have been my favorite this season. Her and Drew. I loved Kenya this season. I really do. And I want to apologize for, you know, just now becoming a fan of Kenya. Because as I'm re-watching the earlier seasons, yeah, she did do some things that I do not agree with, but icon, legend, moment. That's Kenya Moore. She always gives us more. I love Kenya. Anyways, the fashion show ends and all of the models are facing the audience and Sheree walks down the middle and it looks really good. The models look good. Sheree looks good. It's a successful fashion show. It's a fashion show with fashions. This is the moment that we've all been waiting for. And I'm happy that we all get to see it. Now, as the fashion show ends, and as everyone's leaving, Tyrone is like, hey, can I talk to you for a minute to Sheree? And Sheree was like, nope. And then Tyrone walks off. And we never see Tyrone again. That is what I'm talking about, Sheree. That is what I am talking about. Lee he has done nothing but hurt you and tagged you along and, you know, leave him alone because he clearly doesn't care for you the way that you care for him. And you deserve so much better, Sheree. And I'm glad that you're finally getting that. It took you, it took you a little while to get it, but you're getting it. And, and that's good. So we get updates about the cast. You know, at the end of every season, you know how we get the cast updates. Candy is still figuring out her trust. Marlo is building a new house, I believe. Has started construction on that. Ralph is still um, writing his book. Drew hasn't read it yet. Um, like I said earlier, Sonia has decided that they want to try to have a third baby, her and Ross. And Kenya spent the summer traveling with Brooklyn in Europe. And Sheree closes the episode. And Sheree ends the episode by them airing a video of her at the at the She by Sheree Fulfillment Center. And it says that you can now get your She by Sheree products. We can now buy She by Sheree. Can you believe that? We can now purchase She by Sheree. Okay, let's go on the She by Sheree website and buy and start buying. It's ready. Let's start buying. So I go to the website just to see how the website is, how it's looking. You know, and I want to see what products are being sold. So I grab my iPad, type in shebysheree.com. I pull up the website and it's the real website. I go to the tabs and I, and I see shop. And I thought, oh, this is the moment. This is it. And I keep tapping shop. Tap, nothing shows up. Tap, nothing shows up. Tap, nothing shows up. I know that there's not something wrong with my iPad, Oh, the tab, the shop tab on She by Shrey doesn't work. Like, are you serious? One job. One job. Anyways, apparently, if you want to look at the products, listen to what I'm about to say, because apparently the website, as I've checked, I'm recording this at 10 o'clock on Tuesday. I'm recording this right now at 10 o'clock Tuesday morning, just to give you all context and, you know, time frame of when I'm recording this. As of 10 o'clock, the only way you can access the products is if you go to shebysheree.com slash shop. You actually have to type that in to see the products because you can't just go on her website and click shop because, you know, that would be too easy to do. 
really her website developers whoever's in charge of that website um fix it immediately now hello you knew people were gonna be on this website you know let's go and so i look let me refresh oh okay y'all i just refreshed the website that i just said shebysheree.com shop and there were three products on there there was the hoodie there was i think like a jogger set like a hoodie and joggers and then something else i just refreshed the page and now none of it is showing up the shebysheree.com shop when i type that in it's showing up, but now it's saying no product categories exist. Sorry, we couldn't find any posts. Please try a different search. So I guess that they are adding more products. Either that or they... I don't know what's going on. It was literally working 10 minutes ago, by the way. It, like, I checked it 10 minutes ago and it was literally still working. Okay. That's weird. So now you can't buy anything on She by Sheree. As of this moment, by the time I post this episode, there it'll probably be back up. But the fact that let's talk about how a hoodie, a Shiba Shrey hoodie, I think is like one twenty five, one twenty five, one hundred twenty five dollars for a hoodie with logo on it. Now, what you could have done, Shrey, is sold shirts so you can you know have some profit so you can make better products because. Sheree is now facing controversy because apparently the pieces that she's been selling online, you can get on Amazon for $26 or you can get on Shein for $7. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you mean to tell me that we've been waiting 14 years since season one only to realize that you can buy the products on Amazon and Shein for $26 and $7 respectively? And the only difference between the designs on Shein and Amazon and the designs on She by Sheree is that there's a star on the top. That's it. That's the only difference. You mean to tell me that we waited 14 years for that? You know, and by the end of the episode, I was so proud of Sheree. I was like, you finally did it. Only to realize that you were just selling products from Amazon and Shein. Are you kidding? Are you for real? Really? Surely you're joking. Because what is this? Shein was trending yesterday, Monday morning, because everyone was pointing out how Sheree is selling $150 jogger sets that you can get on Amazon for 30 bucks. And you can get some of, like, you can get, I guess, the top or the jogger or the pants that she's selling for $7 on Shein. So imagine me being happy for Sheree and then finding this information out. At this point, Sheree, oh, at this point, Sheree, like I said, I wanted next season, if you're even on next season, I wanted season 15 to be about the success of She by Sheree and not the cheapness and the downfall of She by Sheree. And hopefully that's not what it is. Surely she has products that aren't, you know, Amazon and Shein products. Surely not. Out of the 24 to 27 pieces that she presented at that fashion show, surely she has some original concepts, right? Right? Surely after 14 years, right? Sheree, you better fix this immediately because this does not make you look good. I keep refreshing the page. No products available. And apparently the website crashed, which I mean, I expected that. I expected the website to crash because everyone would want to be on it to see what's on there. Like I've been saying these past couple of weeks, Sheree, 
If you don't get it together, please don't come back next season. Please don't. Please don't come back. As much as I like Shrey and I think she's funny and all that, you don't have a storyline. And I'll be damned if we sit through another season of She by Sheree or She by Sheehan or, you know, She by Charades or She, you know, all these things that we're now calling She by Sheree, She by Amazon. I'm now going to call it Is She For Real? That's what That might be what I titled this episode. Is she for real? She isn't for real, is she? Sheree, if you don't have a storyline other than She by Sheree next season, I don't want you back. I might take you as a friend of... But as a peach holder, nope. How do you get to hold a peach three times and you still can't deliver? How can you hold a peach three times and you still can't get it right? How? How? It's absurd and it's ridiculous. And I was so happy for you, but now I'm questioning you. And you better fix this immediately because we want you to be successful, Sheree. We want you to celebrate the success of She by Sheree. I do. And I've said that for the past couple of weeks. I want season 15 to be all about the success of She by Sheree. And now you do this. By the time I post this episode, maybe all the products will be there and I'll look like Boo Boo the Fool. And I'm willing to, I'm willing to look like a clown. Danielle, stop. I'm a clown. I'm willing to look like a clown. Look, I want to look like a clown and be proven wrong. And, you know, for someone to at me on Twitter at Row Podcast and tell me, look, Nick, Sheree got her pieces on her website and they're selling out and everyone loves them. I want to be proven wrong. I want Sheree to succeed. I don't think anyone wants Sheree to not succeed, but she, you know, she needs to put in the work. She does. So, yeah, that's She by Sheree. We got a fashion show with someone else's fashions, apparently. We still got a fashion show, though, so I will give her that. If I don't give Sheree Whitfield anything, I will give her that. She did actually give us a fashion show this year. So I think that about covers it. Um, Oh my gosh, I can't believe. Okay, unrelated, completely unrelated. But when Fatoum walked into the fashion show, and the producers edited a um, soundbite of Drew barking. Woo, woo, woo. That was hilarious. I had to keep rewinding it. It was so funny. <laughs> I love Drew this season. Drew was clocked in this season, even with a boot. She was clocked in. Actually, I take that back. But only because, she, you know, she got in the boot near the end of the season. So, you know, but she still, she was still clocked in this season. I will give Drew that. I won't take that away from her. Now I think I've covered everything about Atlanta that I want to cover. Again, shebysheree.com slash shop. Hopefully by the time this episode is posted, all the products are up and they're working and it's getting praise. Hopefully, surely. Again, I want Sheree to succeed. I want her to serve. Um, before I end this episode, I want to say thank you to everyone who's been listening to the podcast. I really do appreciate it and it means a lot to me and I've enjoyed recording this podcast and putting it out there. I was nervous at first, but I think I'm getting more comfortable as the weeks go on. And I want to talk about something in my last episode. So my cousin was listening to the episode and I was hearing her listening to it and There's a part when I, you know, near the beginning of last week's episode, when I'm talking about the Salt Lake City trailer, and apparently the audio is clearly messed up. So I just wanted to say that, 
It's not your phone that's messed up. It's not your headphones that are messing up. That's on my part. I, of course, intend to not make these errors again. I want you all to be able to listen to the podcast without having to worry about whether the audio is going to be correct. So I apologize for that. I will make sure that doesn't happen again. I will meticulously edit this episode and make sure that everything that I want to be included is included. Because when I was looking back, when I was listening back at that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a mess. And I don't think the rest of the episode was like that, which is so weird why only that section was like that. And it's like five or six minutes in if you listen to the second episode. It starts glitching and messing up. That's on my end. I'm sorry for that. I apologize for that. I just wanted to say that so you all wouldn't think that there was something wrong with your phones. Nope, it was my end. Nevertheless, it's always a mess here at the Row Podcast, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Thank you for listening to this special episode of the Row Podcast. Follow me on Twitter where I will be live tweeting episodes, um, except for this week. I won't be live tweeting Beverly Hills and Dubai this week because I will be on vacation. There will be no episode this coming Friday, but there will be an episode next Friday. And by next Friday, I think the Potomac trailer will be out. So I will definitely be talking about the Potomac trailer as well as recapping Atlanta reunion, Beverly Hills Aspen trip and the Dubai reunion. I'll be recapping all of those. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time on The Row Pod. Thank you for listening to The Row Pod, a Real Housewives recap. 